0: Oh, welcome back to The Crave Show. Here we are again. Oh, this is awesome. With me, Chris, Jay Russ, and we have a special guest with us tonight, Raj. Everybody knows Raj. That's it. <laughs> right? I, how are you doing, Raj?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you so much
0: for having good. me today. So yeah. a minute ago before we started recording, I asked, I asked Raj his last name, and he told me, but then he goes, just say Raj. Everybody knows me as Raj. <laughs> That's fun, man. That's cool.
2: Yeah. I would wonder how many people in the community... Are aware of your full name?
1: <laughs> Probably not. Not, that's not very many. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: will you? That's that's a good point. Say your say your full entire name. What's your whole name? Your your given name?
1: Uh, Sri Raj Rajaram. So okay. there's two Rajs in there, and I do brand myself quite heavily. Nice, smart. <laughs> that's
0: smart. That's smart.
2: And actually, he's pretty good at leaving those hats around wherever he goes.
0: Yeah. Uh, like.
2: Hansel and Gretel, or something. I just, I just I'll find your way back you, to Raj. <laughs>
0: Maybe, dude. I, I should. I need. I need a Raj hat, man. That'd be cool. Walk around, people <laughs> sure. start calling me Raj. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not Raj. I just represent. So, uh, Raj, where, like, where is your family originally from? What's your ancestry?
1: Uh, we are from India, the India. southern part of India, okay. uh, in a place called Chennai. Uh, it's hot. Uh, you're you're from Houston. I take it.
0: Uh San Antonio.
1: Okay. So uh imagine Houston, just d- double it. Double the humidity. No double way. the heat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But but it's good. It's a good beach, you know. I mean I grew up in the heat, so the heat's good with me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Does does your name have a meaning?
1: Uh yeah. So Raj in the language means king. Okay. So so that's what it means. But the the whole name has a more complicated you know religious meaning
0: okay Do you, yeah. i mean is it something can you
1: Yeah. Give so us a sh- so my so my first name sri raj is okay. a king of the goddess of uh, wealth sri is short for the goddess of wealth okay. so i'm supposed to be her king and ironically my wife is named after the goddess of wealth so i ended up you know uh it's just it's a coincidence but it's it's like that
0: that's really neat
1: <laughs> yeah and Raja Ram, which is my last name, means King of Peace.
0: Okay. So So and, and your your wife, what's her first name that mean that ha, that has to do with the king? So her,
1: the, her first name is Aishwarya, which is goddess of wealth.
0: That's really neat.
1: Yeah. Say say her name again. Aishwarya.
0: That's really pretty.
1: Thank
0: it, you. Aishwarya. Yeah. That's a cool name. She's
1: listening right now. So hi. <laughs> Aishwarya. What
0: a beautiful name. Um have, so, did you grow up here in the United States? Did you grow uh, up in India? Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in India. I came here when I was about twenty years old uh, okay. for work uh you know most i I started out on the east coast of the country, northeast mm-hmm. and then navigated my way to the midwest in Chicago, which is where I started skydiving. Uh, I spent about twelve thirteen years in the midwest and uh most most of my jumping career has been in at skydive Chicago that's where i did my student course my tandem as well as you know all the skills i've acquired have largely been at stc and yeah. then about 7 years ago my wife and i decided to move out west so now we live in seattle
0: uh, in seattle yeah okay does she jump too
1: uh no she's done one tandem she's done a couple of tunnel times but she's uh, she's good yeah <laughs> that, that's yeah. how my wife
0: is like I've begged her and begged her to to go. She went once and she's like, I'm all right. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I mean, well, cheaper for you guys. Yeah, like but <laughs> I, I just dream
0: about like skydiving with her. Like, it just sounds so awesome to get like, I like it is, J-Rose. That's gotta be really cool. Like it, you and Steph getting to jump together all the time. Like that's pretty special. I think.
2: I agree. It, it's pretty awesome. And I mean, there's a yin and yang to life, of course. And, yeah. and, um, when it's hard, it's pretty hard. Uh, you know, because there's there's kind of no escape of, of what we've set ourselves up with. But luckily that hasn't been, uh, I mean, in the 15 years we've been doing this together, it's uh, those have been small amounts of time overall, but um, most of it's been exceptionally good. And nice. that, to be able to share that passion with, with your other, I, th- I think it would, <clears throat> excuse me, for either one of us, it'd be really difficult if, if we weren't on a team together because our time is so... Uh, you know, dedicated to the team and and trying to be better. Just this is kind of the only way that we can do it. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's so neat that y'all get to share that together. That's really special. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Raj, can we can we go back to India just real quick? Sure. I have a very good friend f- from India. He he lives in Sing. He and his wife live in Singapore, but they they're from India. And he introduced my family and I to um, that movie Three Idiots.
1: Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh those guys didn't i think two of the guys that are in the movie actually wrote it and directed it or something like that
1: yeah yeah that's true
0: such a fantastic movie jay russ yeah. if, if anybody listening if you have not seen this movie it's called it's right isn't that what it's called three yeah,
1: idiots th- three idiots yeah
0: it's a it's an indian movie dude it is oh it's so fantastic what a great movie and then another one i don't know if it's the same guys um like like stars among us or something does that sound uh, oh, familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Tari. Yeah, Tari is a mean per. Yeah. It's about a kid with some challenges. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Is that the yeah. same guys that... that...
1: Some, uh, one of them. One of them. One of there. them.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great movie, too. I mean, I I really liked Three Idiots. I, uh, out of the two, they're both fantastic movies, but something about that movie, Three Idiots, I just really enjoyed it. Like, yeah. and it's not... The the title, you know, makes you, maybe makes you think of, like, Dumb and Dumber or something. It's not like that at all. It is not a... Goofy, silly. It's a very meaningful, good. I I call that kind of. I don't call that a movie. I call it a film. Like that's a film. Like it's mm. such a good, good story. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So if you have a chance, go. Uh, watch I'll give it. you a Do whole list idiots. of
1: recommendations after this podcast. Please. Yes, yeah.
0: dude. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. i wrote ready to. Yeah, that's great. Um. Well, J Russ, well, you uh, you want to th- kick us off?
2: Yeah. So. I think on our on our last podcast, couple last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about. <clears throat> I think you asked me a question of like what what can a newbie expect when they go to a record? Yeah, and and I, you know, I remember my my first record and what it was like to be there, but it, it's been a while since then, and uh, and I think Raj heard the podcast and thought he's he's not the new guy anymore like very very well known but for for one i think maybe in 2018 raj was working super super hard like attending every camp possible and just trying to soak up as much information as he could all, all the arizona camps all the chicago camps like i think maybe a south america and european camp as well like just the dedication was was pretty amazing to to try and reach the goal of of I don't even know if I mean of course a record would have been nice, but it certainly seemed in that in the aftermath of of our discussions kind of the, the the night of the the completion of the record attempts in 2018 that the goal was more about just just being able to be at a skill set to participate hmm. and so when when you brought that up of like what can a new guy uh reasonably expect when they go to a record Raj heard that and thought well that's very fresh for his memory. You know, like he was just the new guy a couple of years ago. And, um, even as, as recognized as I think he is now, um, all those, all those memories are pretty fresh. So he just, we, we were at, uh, Steph and I held a, a head up camp in Florida last weekend and he was there and we, we were just chatting a little bit and he said, man, I would, I would love to just talk about what it's like to be the new guy. So Cool, man. How about next week? And, uh, so here we are. Um, and uh so just i guess as as a little bit of background or my part of the background i think i met raj in maybe 2016 or 15. we were back in the states in 14. so probably then if i didn't already know you but you were running around in um an old mandarin suit uh from a, a team called mandarin that was based in chicago years ago um and uh you loved that suit, and uh, and you wore it to everything, and uh, and yeah, we just—I uh, think we were the new free fly team at Scottish Chicago, and he kind of gravitated towards us and started doing our events and skills camps, and just got to be he. Then then let's see, Raj was on a VFS team. They had a VFS team called Defcon One, and both Steph and I took turns coaching their team a couple times, and I think both of us stayed at your house uh at least once I don't if I've been there more than once um in Seattle and we both had a very similar story although I think Steph's ended up being a little bit nicer because <laughs> Steph and I are not spicy food people <laughs> and Indian people like to make food that's spicy <laughs> and um uh, I'm mean, not not to you know mm-hmm. uh go too much of stereotypes but uh man so anyway I told Raj that and um, and his wife made, bless her heart, she made some food for me that wasn't, was not spicy. <laughs> and, uh, with the air I, quotes, not yeah, spicy. I think that what I needed to say was that I don't go much past ketchup.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, and, his, his spice and, uh, sauce is ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that's my
2: tolerance. <laughs> um, and so, uh, when like she made it, she's like, oh, this is the not spicy one. So excited. And, uh, I spooned a bunch on my plate. And, one bite. I was like, oh oh my God. And she's like, I, I didn't put anything in. I, I it's not spicy at all. It's like, my mouth is on fire. That one bite is gonna hurt me on the way out as well. Uh like so um, when Steph visited, it was she was set up a little bit better. So I think they got her some egg noodles with ketchup as her dinner. Um and she was <laughs> she <noodles> was, <laughs> <ketchup>. <laughs> she got she got to be actually not spicy. Um yeah and then just kind of over the years uh, a lot of talking and then raj did a project for us which we were talking about a little bit before the podcast and um his hobby which i'll I'll let him explain more but i was explaining to you that one of the things that we kind of commissioned him for was to replace the vfs trophy um that was originally created by a french guy I, i can't remember his name at the moment but um the design was as a centurion shield um like a back in history and it was curvy. So okay. it, it looked like a shield yeah. um, that, uh, you know, back in the day, that's what they used. And it had a, a lion's head carved, lion's head. And then the sword, it was an actual sword kind of slid down through there. And if you think gladiator sword, like the, the swords they're fighting with, that's about- what,
0: like. So was this, this was wooden with an actual sword?
2: Yeah, an actual sword. Oh, that's and cool. so that sounds really cool. It, it was really cool. Uh, And I mean, it is really cool. And there's, you know, it's big, it's like four feet tall or something like that. And and so the French team Four speed were the original three time world champions back to back. And, um, there's a little, you know, silver, I guess, bronze colored tag that's on there with the names of the members of the team from each year that they won: 2000, uh, 2010, 2012, 2014. And, um, and so lots of space on the shield for more teams to come in the future. So anyway, there was no case when they gave it to us. It was just like wrapped in cardboard or blankets or something. And the reason is, I found out later, is we searched for a case, but the, the curvy nature of the shield and then the, the lion's head on top meant that it was like I needed a 48-inch case long by about 24 wide, but then I also needed about 20 inches deep. Mm. And Amazon just didn't have something that would work, and I didn't know really where else to look. So each time that we go to a meet, that is the, that that trophy is in contention, which is a world meet, uh, we have to bring it. And so on the trip to Russia, which was a, a, an ungodly long travel day. Uh, I mean, it was like 48 hours of travel. Um, oh, gosh. We wrapped it in blankets and we shipped it on the plane as part of our luggage. Um, but no case and it broke. Oh, man! Um, so the, something got stacked on it, of course, and it just, it, it cracked right down the middle. Hmm. Um, and so we, uh, we talked to Raj about redoing it, and um, maybe maybe you can describe what you did because it's, it's pretty cool the way that he came up with.
1: Yeah, I have a picture of it. I'll bring it up later. But uh, so criteria number one, it has to fit in a box. It has to be flat and fit in a box. And they wanted to retain the sword and the lion's head, so those were those were the given. And what I did was <laughs> I took uh, five different pieces of wood from five different parts of the world. And I bordered the whole trophy with those five different pieces of wood. So you had the the centerpiece was European beech wood, so representing Europe. And then bordering it was Brazilian purple heart, which is a truly purple colored wood. The wood wow. itself is purple in color. And so that represents South America. Okay. And then you had American maple, so okay. representing North America. Uh-huh. And then you had African padauk representing Africa what, what is that word what color that is, is it that is red in color it's bright red okay it's naturally bright red that's cool. and then bordering all of that is walnut mm. which can be found in both Asia as well as in in Americas so <clears throat> I made a trophy that I thought signifies the world uh you know that's it's a world cup, wow. it's, it's a world cup trophy so it, it signifies the world and you know still has the original elements left in it, the sword and the lion's head he was talking about. And most importantly, fit in the box. Fit in the case.
0: Yeah. That's really neat, Raj. That's cool, man. And when
1: I took it through security to give it to Jason, they obviously thought I had a gun case because it looks like a gun case. Yeah. And they're like, okay, can I send it through the gun? And they're like, they see this huge sword sticking out. <laughs> and they're like, what's this? <laughs> and I had to spend at least 20 minutes explaining it's, it's not a weapon. It is a championship trophy.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, it is a weapon, yeah, but it's not yeah. a weapon.
1: <laughs> I mean the thing couldn't cut paper if you asked, if you asked me. But yeah. uh,
2: it has a point.
1: That but, sounds so it was, cool. Yeah, it was it was a it was a cool time explaining to these guys. hey, It's a championship trophy, and on top of that, it's a skydiving championship trophy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So when when was that 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 you made that?
1: Twenty twenty two.
0: So it's, has it been? It's been used already. I mean, it's been presented yeah. somebody's
1: yeah, we, well, we,
2: we ended mm. up taking the original name placards of, of the team names and transferring them to the new one. Um, so there are now seven of those. It's been 14 years since the creation of the original trophy. And then, um, this'll be the eighth time that somebody gets to put their name on.
0: That's so cool. That's really yeah. neat. And where is it right now? Who has it?
2: It's in our garage.
0: That's an awesome dude. <laughs> yeah. You got it.
2: Yeah, still in the it's in the case. Steph and I aren't big into like our home, other than a few parachutes in the bathroom. You'd never know we were skydivers when you come visit. Um, yeah, we're not just we're just not big into putting yeah. that stuff up on the wall, but we still have it.
0: But you have it. That's cool, man. Yeah, very yeah. cool. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, before we go on to the other skydiving stuff, Raj, would you hold that? Th- the other thing that you made that formation. Oh yeah. anybody anybody who's watching this you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't watch live, but they watch on YouTube and Spotify. I I just, you showed this a minute ago before we started recording. Um, if, if you're watching, if you can see that, that is all, those are wood pieces, like carved wood, um, to make that formation. Do you, what, do you want to say anything about it or talk about it? Like what, yeah, so it just I, looks I, so cool.
1: Yeah, actually, it was it was also pictured in the last issue of Parachute as one of my one of my pieces of artwork which I made for the women's record, uh, similar to that. Uh, but essentially, I take skydiving formations and I I translate the the formation diagram into pieces of wood, like you know, basically wood layout, and then I color segments of wood. mostly mostly i I color them based on the plane that jumpers are coming from i've also colored them based on break off but i have now settled on the plane colors you know so each plane in the formation gets a different color and then the jumpers who belong to that plane get a different color that's much that's what makes it much more colorful and more meaningful and uh so you know so so it's it's laser it's laser cut laser engraved The the hard work is in actually designing it. So, you know, skydive design has to be redrawn to fit into wood pieces. And then you actually have to take each piece and glue it into place and make sure it looks like this.
0: Yeah, that's really neat, man. That's very cool. Thank you. Very, very cool.
1: Yeah. We've gotten
2: a bunch of his artwork, like posters with rotating airplane configurations and just some really creative stuff. He made these, like... Yeah,
1: if you rotate yeah. them, skydivers, jump out of, uh, skydivers fall out of the plane.
0: Uh, turn, turn it at a little bit of an angle because oh, it's so. Yeah, yeah. kind of white. It's hard to see.
1: You see the little skydivers falling out of the bottom? You're uh, kind of offset from the camera a little bit. Uh, yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. It's, I
2: don't know if it's just my video. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of blurry, yeah. It, yeah, I think the, the lighting hard, for yeah. some reason. Yeah. But we've got cutting boards. We've got little, like... Um, boxes that you can put treasure, little treasures in rings or or whatever. We've got some really cool stuff over the years.
0: Yeah. So what we'll get to skydiving in a minute, but this is, (laughs) this is fun. What, what is it about woodworking that you enjoy Raj? What, what drew you to that? What, what do you.
1: It's a, it's a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think in general, I'm a creative person. So uh, woodworking is a creative outlet, you know, so allows me to exercise design uh as well as uh shaping of wood you know and it is a natural form uh, mm. that you know you can you can you can either you can shape by hand or with tools it's up to you but it, there's a there's a there's a good feel when you touch wood mm. and i think that's what's probably drawn me to that
0: that's cool do you ever feel that in skydiving that that creative outlet
1: uh yeah for sure i mean that's uh so as we'll get into the story, you know, going from newbie to a, a small record organizer, it, it has allowed me to exercise some of that creative, obviously looking to exercise it more, but I don't have the chops yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Jay Russ.
2: Yeah, so uh, one more time, just to reiterate that we we talked about what it's like to be the new guy. And raj volunteered to share some thoughts and normally i have <clears throat> a blitz of questions to follow but i honestly like i said i, I remember my first record but it's, it's quite a while ago and and uh, i think it's better just to let him share his thoughts and hopefully i'll think of some more questions
1: yeah yeah sure yeah i'm happy to <laughs> i'm happy to step in so i think you know as has mentioned uh The genesis of this conversation was exactly the podcast you guys had a few weeks ago. But then Jason and Stephanie, first of all, I want to thank Jason and Stephanie, right? I am here uh, talking to you as a capable and as a qualified big way, vertical big way skydiver. Thanks to them. They've invested a lot of their time and effort and energy in coaching me. And I consider them as my mentors. They know it, but I owe them a big thank you. So that's a public thank you to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, uh, you know they're very, very accomplished. They've been on umpteen records. They, for them, a forty way or a sixty way or a hundred way is probably just another skydive. They don't, they don't come to that event thinking, "I wish this plane is cancelled. I wish the clouds show up." You know, <laughs> you know, I just wish we don't, we never get to jump. I wish the winds pick up. You know, <laughs> they don't get that feeling. I still get that feeling sometimes, right? So I'm like. I'm here, but I don't want to jump. <laughs> I, I, right. And they probably don't get those sweaty palms. They don't get that. It's like yeah. I I think you know in a corny way, it's like you see that girl you have a crush on, you you really want to talk to her, but you don't want to talk to her. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah, you know? yes, yes. So so that's that's the newbie feeling. Like when that girl comes to talk to you, you just like you want to merge with the wall. You don't you don't you don't want to exist. <laughs> and. And that's exactly—that's exactly, I think, the feeling that I had when I went to my first few big way attempts. Is like, mm. oh, I'm I'm going to do a big way, but then you know they're putting us in the mock planes and in the loading order, and I'm like, I just wish the clouds just covered up and we don't get to jump at all.
0: Yeah, right. That's funny.
1: So, so that's I think yeah. So what <laughs> I wanted to share that feeling while it's still fresh. Yeah, mm. as he, as he mentioned, I've been in the circuit for five plus years now. So uh, I am I am not the new guy anymore, but I still vividly remember, uh, and I want to share that so that <laughs> people. There I think we need more new blood in vertical big wave skydiving now more than ever. Mm. Uh, for some reason, over the last few years, we've been uh, we've not been able to grow the ranks as much as we would like to, and I'm hoping that through podcasts like yours and through conversations like this, uh, people out there who maybe are on the fence about getting into vertical big way, realize that it's very well within their reach. If someone like me can do it, they can do it. And there's a pathway to doing it. And here are the ups and downs of, you know, that pathway. And I share that, my share my story to them. And hopefully, uh, you know, we end up with uh, a few more skydivers uh, in the next, in the next big way attempts that Mm. makes the difference, you know, for us. In yeah. achieving some of these big
0: things. Well, can I? I want to. I want to say respond to what you just said because I've never been in any in a big on a big way. Um, not 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 a true big way, jump. Um, and it it's it's intimidating, like thinking about, you know, one hundred and fifty or two hundred or however many eight, even eighty like, guys all getting together to go do this. Jump, they're all really good flyers, very experienced skydivers. Like that sounds really intimidating. So when you say what you're talking about, like, oh, I I wish the clouds would come, or or, or, I'm, you know, I don't know if I really want to do this. Like I totally get it, dude. And even before that, like even taking the step to reach out to someone and say, hey, can I come to this camp or can I be a part of this? Or I want to learn how to do that. That just sounds intimidating. And, um, for me, like I'm talking about me to hear you Raj say, we need new blood. We want new, like we want more people to, that right there, you saying that out loud, that makes me like, oh, okay. I I want to, I want to jump with Raj. Like, okay. Yeah. j Raj. Can I, can I get involved in this? Like just knowing that you guys want us involved makes a big difference. So that's, really nice to hear like that is very very nice to hear that y'all want new younger less experienced skydivers so that we can learn we can grow we can get better and we can be a part of it that that's awesome man i'm really glad you said that
1: yeah thank you and uh you know the journey starts for me actually i started skydiving in 2006 uh uh, 2005 is when i graduated but 2000 uh, it was late in the year so 2006 was my actual first full year of skydiving and that was the year that I also, I was at Scatter of Chicago and I was doing ground screw for Summerfest. And Jairus doesn't remember, but I saw him. He was there for the 69-way. Uh, they were trying to set a head-down record, uh, 69-way. This was pre-proliferation of iFly. You know, you only had three tunnels in the country. You had Arizona, Paris, and Orlando. So you didn't have this huge amount of skill set out there. The true head head-down flyers, had to have thousands of jumps and by definition you were a super and i mean a true super right and i did ground screw for that 69 way i was the guy swapping oxygen tanks in and out of the plane and uh you know i was i heard that 69 way fall out of the sky and that sound i will forever remember that is a sound you cannot forget um it's It's unlike any other thing. I mean, it's like a jet engine just falling through the sky. And then I don't know back then, Jairus, I don't know if you guys had the 90s only restrictions, but maybe it was a little bit more liberal than these days because I remember guys just swooping around the hangar and I'm like, oh my God, where did these guys come from? Right? And it was, you're talking about truly like next level skydivers. Like today, you go to the 200 way. Maybe you know 50% of the skydivers are at that level, but at at that 69 way, you had to be at God status, to
0: yeah, be like el- truly elite,
1: truly elite. Like, there was because you didn't have the tunnels, you didn't have mm. any way to up your skill set other than through making a thousand skydives, mm. and uh, good or bad, I mean, that that that's what that's what it was back then. And I was like, I was looking at these guys and I was like, I want to be like that, and the pathway to that was very daunting because obviously. You had to invest a lot in jumping. You couldn't just go and cheat. Like, you know, you can today with the tunnels, it's a good cheat, but you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that back then. And so my my journey, you know, okay, I started free flying, I was sit flying. And like many other skydivers out there, my skills just stagnated. Like, you know, you just go out, it's a zoo, zoo skydive full of sit flying. Everybody was in one corner of the sky, spending the entire 60 seconds just trying to get to one guy. and. Uh, that's so. My skill set stagnated there for about, I want to say, ten years. Uh, you know, and as a result, you know, interest diminished, and uh, other distractions in life, family, kids, other hobbies took on. Until 2015, when they set the 164 way, and I saw the Red Bull video of that. Like Red Bull made a short clip of the 164 way. It's it's on YouTube and it was so slick it was so well done that i was like okay i need to be on the next one i mean i i i have all this time and energy spent in the sport and i haven't accomplished anything and i i like to i like to say okay good or bad i like to accomplish something out of out of you know the time and energy and so that's that's when i really started getting serious about upping my skills by then the i flies have come around the world you know you could find one everywhere so i was able to get in the tunnel start flying head down. And uh, I started flying head down, I want to say 2016, January, in the, the January-March time frame. And j and Steph had a skills camp in 2017 uh, for a 40-way. Uh, they had a 40-way <coughs> skills camp. Uh, sorry, yeah. I, I, I started flying head down 2017, January-March, and they had a 40-way skills camp at of Chicago uh, at that time. And here's me thinking, okay, I can fly head down in the tunnel. means I can fly 40 ways. I go to this guy, go to these people's camp. And as I said, you know, I'm like sweaty. I'm like, holy cow, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> right? And three jumps into it. Jairus calls me and says, you are cut from the big way. You go be with the, the medium way. The medium way is like a four-way. Uh, it's basically me, Jairus, and two other guys. And... <laughs> I was so disappointed. So he gives a report card. Uh, So I I think Rook says it best, right? He says it, uh, skydiving is something you do for fun. And then you go to big ways and you start getting judged. Right. And it suddenly is no longer fun. Like it's, 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 it's a, it's a different kind of fun. It's a pressure. Like somebody's judging you at what you do for fun. And. And now, like, you know, you're like, oh, my God. He's, so so JDS gives me a report card. I have the report card, actually. I pull it up later on. Uh, so it's, it's one, two, three. One means you're ready. You're ready for the big way. Okay. Three means you need work. JDS gives me a four, which means don't come back. <laughs> No way. <laughs> Jay Reyes, Come
0: on, man. I'm just kidding. So he, didn't mean. he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't no, he didn't do that. that, did he? Did he really do that? He gave me a three. Oh, he gave you a three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: But but you clearly knew he meant it's a four. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like, I would give you a four if I could.
1: So so uh me being as competitive as I am. I go back the whole flight back to Seattle brooding like I'm better than this. I'm better than this. You know, I can't I can't believe I got a three on this report card and I go back home. I brood over the videos. I mean, it was so bad. My performance was so bad. I think on one of the jumps, uh, Jim Harris, who was the camera guy, had to tell me which way to fly because I was flying the completely opposite direction.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Right? I'm supposed to be diving, but I'm looking up there, look, wondering where the formation is. And G- Jim's got his hand in the camera saying, the formation's down there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So it was
0: a four. You did get a four. <laughs> it was a you four. got a
1: four. <laughs> 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 so, so that was my beginning, right? It was, it was that disastrous. It was, like, horrible. And uh, <laughs> the only thing, the only takeaway from that is at least I didn't get called out for any safety violations. Mm. I think that was it. That was that was the one positive from that is I was uh, so out of the picture that I couldn't even be a safety violation, right? Uh, and but okay, so I come back home. I'm brooding, and then I I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something about this. <laughs> I write to J. Russ, and Steph and say, I want coaching. I want a full weekend of coaching. I don't care what it's going to cost. I don't care what it takes. But I want unlimited coaching over a Saturday and Sunday. And two weekends later, I'm back at Skydive Chicago with j coaching me <laughs> on all the basics of big win, how to dive out of a plane, what a floating pitcher looks like. And, you know, yeah, so you you start getting the fundamentals. Mm. So the fundamentals are getting put in place. But it's, it's a two-way. At the end of it, it, maybe it's a three-way with Stephanie involved in it. But that's it, right? But at least now I'm starting to work out, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is what's, you know, right or wrong about it. And I started seeking out multiple camps, like, okay, the small big way camp. Fortunately, 2017 was the year before the big way, 200 ways. So there were a lot of small camps, people were prepping up for it. And so I was able to seek out a lot of 10 way camps, you know, eight way camps, just finding people at the drop zone, you know, and practicing with them. And the biggest piece of advice he gave me was do VFS. Hmm. And. I had such a tough time finding four people or three people to do VFS with, that we found three newbies, me, I mean, four newbies, including myself, four newbies to do VFS. But one guy was a tool newbie, he only had 60 jumps. and But he had a ton of tunnel time. And we were all trying to do VFS together. We started thinking, you know, we started looking at these VFS pictures and thinking, okay, this is probably how it is. Everybody turns 180 every time because the pitcher says you have to be turning 180. You know, not realizing that this this you just you're just your hand has to do 180 and stuff. Uh, and then we got Jay Russ and Steph to come professionally coaches and they were like, "You guys have no clue what you're doing, right? Here, here's how you actually do this." <laughs> <laughs> so, but then it became a serious thing, and as he said, our team we went to Paraclete, we won uh, a gold out there in the indoor competition. Uh, ultimately resulting in a silver at U.S. Nationals. And, you know, very proud of the team, very thankful to my teammates uh, for, you know, being together. It was, it was. even today, we still, you know, get together every once in a while. We talk, we're very good friends, all of us. Uh, we, you know, we're all, we all have families now. We all have graduated to the next stage of life at this point, but I still, so, still, still remember that very fondly.
2: Raj, I want to ask you, Because I I have recommended VFS to a few people and and I've got my reasons, but I'm curious if you could quantify what you think VFS did for you in terms of your big way abilities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think number one, number one thing that VFS does is fear of it removes the fear of proximity, proximity flying, right? I can fly in close quarters without being afraid of corking or, you know, having contact. I, 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 I find, you know, a lot of newcomers to big way skydiving always are trying to keep a distance because they're afraid if they get close, there's going to be a burble or there's going to be some contact and then they're going to just fly out of the formation. Doing VFS allows you to realize that a little contact doesn't really doesn't really do too much harm. You know, you can fly through contact, it coaches you and it gives you the skills and the ability to fly through contact. That is number one. Number two thing is it... A lot of, I think Jairus told me very early on in my big way uh, adventure is that 90% of the time in a big way, in a 200 way, you're going with 10 people and you're leaving with 10 people. That's all you see. Yeah, there's 190 people out there, but they're all out there. You are focused on the 10 people you go in with and the 10 people you come out with. Mm. And that's four way, you know, so those four people are the five people with the camera, that five people you're going in with and you're coming out with. And it gives you that ability, that focus. Okay, you know, this is where they are. This is how you, you go in. And uh, I think that's that's a, that's a really good thing. Last thing I would say is transitions. Uh, you know, ability to execute transitions fast gives me more confidence that if, if I were to cork or do something were to happen in a big way, I can transition back rapidly, you know, as opposed to very early on, if I were to cork out, okay, I'm out of the skydive. That that confidence VFS gave me. I would say those are the three things.
0: Hmm. That's really good, JRes. Can you just just briefly talk about the report card? And yeah. I mean, it sounds well, I should bring it,
1: it up. I, I, oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you actually have it, that would yeah. be really I have funny. it, I have it, yeah. I have it. Because I don't know, I, I
0: don't know if some, some people, maybe, you know, newer to skydiving or younger, less experienced, they might think, oh, that sounds harsh, or they might think, oh, that's mean, or what, but, but t- can you talk to us, Can you see the value of that kind of thing and why it's necessary to, to be harsh and to be honest? You know, it's not about being harsh. It's about being honest, right? Is that?
2: Yeah, it's, it's not, it's. It, it, but but Raj is right. It's it's difficult sometimes for people when they first start uh, going to any any kind of big way that that there's sort of a there's almost a logical disconnect for some people when they go. Like I'm I'm paying registration and I'm paying for organizers and coaches and video flyers so that my skills can be evaluated and maybe I can be part of the record. But but especially in the beginning when when you're not used to that, um, sort of judgment, it, it can, it can feel bad for people. And I've, I've heard that before. And just as Raj said, Rook does say it pretty well. Like suddenly your, your hobby, your fun thing becomes like a, a point of judgment. And, you, and so it's just something to get used to that, um, you, you need the feedback you're there for the feedback. And it, for some people they end up, to be honest, being a little bit defensive and, and if you're going to be part of the group, you just, you just got to be accustomed to breaking down your flying and looking at it critically. Yeah. Uh, In which to, to continue Raj's talk about VFS, that is part and parcel what you're doing in VFS. You're, you're trying to get better and, and you're looking at the moves that you make and the transitions you make and how your team flies together and trying to pick it apart and, and put it back together in a better way. Uh, Yeah. And so that, just, just that. Where, you know, if you approach your VFS time with a, a level of sincerity, you're gonna be, you're gonna be ready for someone to critique you in
1: a big way. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can you, you see you. my screen?
0: Yes, we can.
1: Yeah. So the right side is my very first report card. Right. So, <laughs> so it was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah. This was the report card that was like. It was uh, it was hard for me to swallow. I mean, obviously everybody has egos, like you mentioned, right? Uh, but I was like, okay, I got this. This this I'm better than this. And this is 2021, the very first tryout on the road to the 2022 record. And you know, obviously, still room for improvement, but much better than yeah. than the 2017 record.
2: Yeah. So these these are. Older report cards, and they've been modified a couple of times. And we're we're actually getting ready to put out a little bit more in depth report card. Um, but no fours. I would, <laughs> I would never put a, I would never put a four. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure good. he would if
1: he could. <laughs> <That> <laughs> At way. least to me. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah. So you know. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so I think the journey. Is as as Jairus mentioned, it's about you know putting the time, putting the effort. I really, I really, 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 really wanted to be on the big, big way. You know, it has been a lifelong desire. It still is a desire. I've been on attempts, so it still remains a desire. But uh, that that desire fueled my energy towards seeking coaching. Uh, from Jairus, from Steph, from Andy Malchiotti, from Sarah Curtis, uh, all the big names you can think of. Uh, and seeking out any and every camp out there, right? Uh, on, on the road to the 2018 record attempts, I, as he's mentioned, I attended all the core camps. I attended all the Arizona camps. I even went all the way to uh, the Czech Republic to attend a European camp. And Along the way, uh, I learned some things about, you know, how to be the new guy. Uh, And, you know, that's what I'm hoping people listening will understand that it's not so challenging to be the new guy at these camps. Organizers recognize you. Organizers welcome you. Organizers want you to be there, right? Uh, (laughs) We always want the OG because, you know, the OG is good. They, They give strength to the formation. But honestly, we need new blood without new blood we can't scale we can't we can't build the two hundred it's just not there and I think now more than ever, vertical big way skydiving needs that mm. right I think our numbers uh, are hurting, so we really need new blood to step in and realize how cool this 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 discipline is there's a lot of possibilities here it is it is difficult it is not easy but with that challenge comes a very very satisfying record i can't tell you the the only the only official record i've actually ever been part of is a washington 33 way that is the only record i've ever it's an official record that i've been part of and even that 33 way is so satisfying when you get it after seven or eight attempts we i mean it's it, it could it might as well be a 200 way you know that that feeling the energy the excitement we did something that is so cool and i'm sure it's the same whether it's a belly way a head up way or a head down way doesn't matter or even a wingsuit way the the feeling of accomplishing something in unison with your fellow skydivers not necessarily competing against them but jointly with them that feeling is it's i know it's so cliche right everybody says you can't you can't describe it but it is it is something that is extremely joyful.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So I I was writing down a couple of questions not not trying to be uh, lack of present, but normally a pen and paper. And I, I forgot to set myself up a paper, so I'd write them on my phone. So you kind of touched on something that that Chris had said about man the idea of being out in the sky with 100 people, 150 people, or 200 people, whatever, is intimidating. And then Raj said something that I I believe strongly, which is, yes, you can get intimidated about it. And when you see the video, say the 200 way, and there's 10 planes in formation, and just this flood of people falling out of the plane, <clears throat> that does intimidate people, I think. And, and it probably should. However, I, I strongly agree with what Raj says, that you're aware that there's people around but it's just that eight or ten people that you're flying next to that you approach each time and i mean sometimes there's swaps out you know if if people need to take a break but generally you're seeing the same people on every jump you get quite comfortable with them right away You're, you're riding up in the plane everybody sits in the exact same seat uh you you know you're joking around with those people in the walk and and there could be people on the other side of the formation that you, you might know that they're on it, but you might not interact with them much the whole event. And so even as intimidating as 200 people might seem, it's it's kind of like you're doing a 10-way and yeah. you dock in your spot. The other thing that I think is real helpful about VFS and hopefully Rush can agree is that <clears throat> for some people getting to a big way and like actually taking the dock on a formation can be challenging. Like it, as surprising as that might seem, but when you've done VFS and you're you're doing, you know, eight, ten, twenty points in thirty five seconds and touching your teammates all the time, the idea of taking one dock, um, you know, on a on a sixty second skydive is not nearly as, as daunting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think a good example to illustrate that is, I am a right hand dominant person, and if you, if you go to a big way camp, you'll always find people, oh, you know, can I swap with you? Cause you know I'm better with my right hand. I'm not good with my left hand until you do vfs and you realize half the docs are taken out with your left hand like i mean it's <laughs> a left hand first finger isn't any more di- isn't any more different right it's it's like when you do vfs you're doing a lot of left hand docs in close quarters with very little room actually in a big way everybody's more stretched out in vfs you're you're more you're more close so you're always touching with your left hand or your right hand and when you when you start realizing that okay my left hand works just as well as my right hand then you're like, okay, just put me wherever you want. You know, I can do both my left or my right hand. And I think, I think so. So as you go through this journey of of your big way journey, a lot of people. One of the questions I always had is, when am I really ready? When have I arrived on the stage? And I think for me personally, the answer was when I lost fear of the most fearful slot on a big way, which is the bridge. Right it is the it is the hardest slot in my opinion others can have other opinions but the bridge is the hardest slot because you're flying in very close proximity with possibly a lot of foot traffic and if you can fly that slot if you're not afraid of that slot then in my opinion you have arrived fortunately for me i've got long arms so i can isolate myself from the bridge fairly well right but i have been there are there are instances where the bridge collapses and then you get dragged into the bridge or the pod and you have collisions and then you, you cork out. But I think there was a point where I was like, I actually like the bridge. And when you get to that level of comfort, then you can say, okay, you have started to understand the dynamics of big way. But getting there is because of VFS, because of the high impact high-contact nature of VFS, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm colliding feet all the time with my, with my teammates. And I'm not going to cork out just because, you know, I'm suddenly finding sandwiched by two other guys. So that, that confidence came through VFS.
0: What the, the phrase that, or the word that came to my mind, listening to both of you guys talk about VFS and what it, what it, you, what it did for you or what it does for people, confidence based in reality. That's yeah. what it made me think of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Because I've been confident that I could join a skydive before, and it was like completely <laughs> out of reality. Like no <laughs> way, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like yeah. I can remember, yeah. So co- confidence based in reality.
2: So Raj, I, some of the questions I wrote down. The next one that I wanted to ask: um, How did you feel that the reception was from the organizers when you were new, and and how or did it? Change over time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think um, obviously, you know, cool. I had I had asked Jayrus and Steph to mentor me. So, of all the organizers, Jayrus and Steph knew me the most. So they could. Uh, I think a good. I think a good story to say is, I had gone to Europe. Uh, so, in the lead up to the twenty eighteen attempts, I had made probably two hundred skydives, exclusively focusing on big wing just big way, right? So I sought out as many jumps as I could about big way and do it. And it was a last chance tryout in Chicago. And we had weather, but we got a couple of 60-way jumps in. And there was this one attempt where the base left early and the whole plane, I was, in, I was in the right trail plane and the whole plane was lost except me. Because of the currency that I had, I knew where the base was and I zoomed in there. And I got down from that jump and everybody said, you're going to get an invite. The very next jump, the base was late. So the whole plane was a floater plane. And here I am beaming with confidence, trying to rush to my slot. I ended up overfloating and losing my invite. Right. And again, I'm at this feeling where I have, that's the last chance tryout. There's no more invites after this. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, I've done all this effort, all this money, all this time just to screw it up because I tried to hot shot it. Hmm. I would have been better off had I not tried to zoom and race. If I had not made my slot, it would have been actually, I would have still gotten the invite as opposed to trying to hot shot it to my slot and then make a big mistake. And this is where I think experience is a good teacher. because. You cannot learn that at any camp. You cannot learn that the base is going to come out late or the base is going to come out early. That just comes through doing hundreds and hundreds of big way skydives and how you respond to that. What is your natural reaction? Now my natural reaction is I would rather be missing from the formation than being the guy everybody zooms in on camera, right? That's just me. <laughs> but I would rather, I would, ra- that's my experience there. And this is what experience teaches me. And, but to, to Jason's earlier question, so Jason and Steph knew me, and they knew that I was better than that, and I would learn from that lesson, and I wouldn't repeat that mistake again. But obviously, other organizers didn't know that, and so I had to prove myself. So at the 2018 attempts, it is a very funny story because we already had weather, and it was for the first time, I think, the very first time that we had a parallel bench team jumping alongside the record team. Prior to 2018, the bench team just sat on the ground while the record team did all the jumps. Uh, And then in 2018, that was changed. So I was doing 40 ways constantly with the bench team. And (laughs) it was attempt number eight that the record had gone up for. It was already weathered out. So it was Thursday or it was Wednesday. And I was like, okay, they probably settled on the team. I'm not going to get my chance. I put my rig down after bench jump number eight. And I was going to go find J. Russ and tell him that Jairus, thank you for taking your time and investing in me, but I understand this is not my year. I'll come back next year. Just as I put my rig down to the Packers, I look up and Rook's standing next to me and he's like, put your rig on, you're on the next attempt. And here I'm like, shit, I don't want to be part of the next attempt. I don't want (laughs) right? And I'm like, like, I've been waiting all this time for my chance and as soon as he tells me it's your chance, and he personally comes up to me and says, put your rig on, It's it's your chance now. Like shit, I don't want this. I don't want this. Right. And and then Jason's like, you know, hounding me. He's like, where's your rig? Like, Packers got it. Just go to go to the dirt tank. You know, I don't care, just go to the dirt tank. He's trying to push, he's trying to hustle me to my slot. And uh so here's another here's another thing that helps. Because I had been to all these camps, because I had been to Europe, <laughs> I'm already late to the big way. I'm on I'm joining the big way on attempt number nine so these people have already had nine attempts nine looks at the formation i'm coming in fresh but i was in the european plane and all these guys knew me from my my one camp in europe so they were all like just follow me don't worry about it just follow me there's a guy called khan who, you know i became really good friends with him he's from turkey and he's like raj you're docking on me just follow me i know exactly where you have to go so i'm just looking at his red helmet and i'm i'm seeing where the red helmet is going i'm going right there so Again, I think this is something Jason and Rook say often at the camps. The record is the record, but the friendships I've made, the journey that's brought me here is far more valuable. I didn't, get, I didn't get my desire fulfilled in 2018. I didn't get my desire fulfilled in 2022. But you know what I missed the most? Like I was in tears at the end of 2022, not because we didn't get the record, because I won't see these guys for another two, three years. Hmm. And some of them will just drop out of the sport and I won't see them ever again, right? And that, to me, is more meaningful than getting a certificate. In all honesty, the record is for my ego. The journey is for my soul.
2: Hmm. Naturally, I have more questions. (laughs) So what what would you say, let's say, the 200-way attempts, what, what was the worst part?
1: Which 200 way 2018 or 2022?
2: Either one. What's what's the downside of the big ways for you?
1: I I haven't been cut, but I saw very good people being cut, and I'm like, why? I mean, there was a there was an extremely qualified this there's, there's no way I even I'm even his you know his left pinky finger. Like he's that good, and to see that guy sitting on the bench all of a sudden. I'm like, that's like this gulp going down my throat, so it's that it's that fear uh, of performance, good way, good and bad. there's a good and bad side to it. So the fear of not performing is so so you have you have three kinds of fears on the big way. You have the fear of safety. Like, oh, am I going to live through this right? Uh, because there's multiple things that can happen, not just the skydive, but you know other things as well, logistically all that then you have the fear of performance. <coughs> and then you have the fear of judgment, right? And you think you, you performed, but judgment thinks otherwise. And I think, so to answer your question, Jairus, I think sometimes judgment isn't fully transparent, maybe for a good reason, but that's probably what I would say as, uh, as one downside. But I understand as an organizer, I, I was an organizer briefly, for a very very small record i understand the pressure that these guys are under they have, they have to shuffle 200 moving pieces and i understand the pressure they are under but sometimes to somebody who's invested 5 years trying to get that one record to be say to be told we judged you as not being good enough that that could be perceived as as being harsh that's all yeah uh, yeah, I have no answer, and I think
2: I know who you're talking about. As far as the really good scudder who sat down, um, and it happens—you happens. make mistakes. Yeah. And, yeah. And so when you when you organized the Washington Record, what was the hardest part? What was the easiest part?
1: So Washington Record had a couple of challenges. Uh, I should probably turn my lights on. I think I'm getting dark here. So give me one second. There you go. Uh, oh, that's way better. <laughs> way better. <laughs> uh, it's, it is Washington. Light's too good. <laughs> but, uh, so in Washington record, we had a couple of cha- unique challenges. We originally planned a 40-way, and then we lost the order on the warm-up day. Uh, it had an engine issue, so we lost the order. So we were down to two caravans. So right off the bat, I had to cut seven people who didn't even make a mistake, who didn't even have a chance to make a mistake. I had to go have a conversation with these seven people saying that we are removing you from the record because <clears throat> we don't have capacity suddenly. So it is what it is, but I <clears throat> had to have that. The second challenge was is my first time organizing, and I had to redraw the formation because the order you could you could you could make it a diver heavy or you could balance out between divers and floaters the the, the caravans at the drop zone that we were organizing, one of them had fixed benches. So you couldn't really have divers coming out of there, so it had to be a floater-heavy formation. So I had to redraw that to be floater-heavy. So I was redrawing this at two a.m. in the morning, and planning everything, getting it verified, submitting it, all of those things. Give me a second. Excuse me. Um, and then there was a there were a couple of uh, couple of issues with you know jumper performance having those conversations. So that's why I said, I completely understand what you're going through. I had to maybe have a conversation with two people. You may have to have a conversation with 35 people. So I, I understand what you have to do. Uh, that, that's that. Those were some of the challenges.
2: What was the easiest part? This is kind of a trick question, but my, my easiest part of the record, I'm hoping that you can-
1: <laughs> Jumping out you of the can... airplane. Stop. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm in the base I, I'm in the base Like I'm, I'm taking.
2: Nobody's to talking slot. to you. Nobody's asking you any questions. You don't have to talk just to the judges. You're not going to cut anybody or slot anybody yeah. in. Yeah. You just do the thing that you know you can do. it's The yeah. easiest yeah. part of any yeah. record.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I'm just in the base You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm setting direction. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's easier than many other parts of the record.
2: What was your Washington record completely imitational?
1: It was completely invitational.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about that when you said, you know, one of the things about, about being the new guy is the, is the reception that you get from the organizers. And, of course, organizers are different in the way that they handle new people. Um, so we just did the head-up camp. There were two guys from Spain, uh, Ricardo and uh, Davida, um, who I'd never met before. And um, good guys, good flyers. Uh, but – one of the things that, that we try and do at the camp, at our camps, that I'm not sure happens at every camp, maybe it does, is when we don't know people, we want to not just slot them on the outside where they never get to do anything, which was kind of the commonplace in the past. Those guys both were first stingers on the formation at one time or the other so that we could see what they can do. How can they fly? How's the transition? So um, I guess I was I was wondering if you had total newbies
1: on the Washington record, if how you approach that, but it sounds like you knew everybody. No, we 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 didn't have total <laughs> newbies, but we had people who, you know, maximum done a, a 16 way or an 18 way. And so we slotted them appropriately for that, like, you know, in, in, in appropriate areas so that they could. So our, our overall, our primary goal was that at least 50% were native to the Pacific Northwest. So it wasn't just, you know, everybody from outside coming into Washington to set a Washington record. We tried to build up talent so that at least 50% of the skydivers on the Washington record were from the greater Pacific Northwest. And then 50% came from outside.
2: So I know that, I I mean, I can guess at the answer, but I just wanted to hear you, you touch on your level of, of satisfaction with the journey, acknowledging that the 200 way didn't happen.
1: Completely satisfied. Like I said, I was more, I was in tears at the end of the 2022 journey. So Jairus knows this. My wife uh, gives me the stern look whenever I want to say I want to go big way skydiving. Uh, obviously, she's concerned for my safety and all of those things. And I had promised her that I would give up big way skydiving after the 2022 attempts. But when she saw me in tears at the end of the 2022 skydiving uh, attempts, she understood how much I liked it. It's, and it was not about getting or not getting the record. It was about i'm not going to see khan for another three four years you know i may not see jayrus for another three four years i don't see these four i mean i see jayrus and stuff more often than other skydivers but there are a lot of people who i only see on the circuit on the big way circuit and i will not see them for three four years and some of them will retire and some of them will probably exit the sport or you know exit this discipline and that's a challenge for us you know we we do a poor job at retaining talent compared to say the belly guys or some other folks. We need to, we need to answer that. But my, my, my fear is that I will miss these folks and the friendships and the bonding that we have developed over this journey. Like, you know, you go to every camp and you meet Paulo from Brazil and, and Paulo comes to me and says that, you know, every time a new guy in Brazil wants to join big way, he's like, look at Raj, look at his journey. And, and I I may not see Paolo again for three, four years. And that's that's the hard part for me. It's not I mean I, I wrote to Rook and said, I really don't care we didn't get the two hundred way. It would have been nice. But I'm gonna miss the camp. I'm gonna miss the atmosphere. I'm gonna miss us joking at each other, you know, trash talking J's so or whatever.
0: So yeah. wait, what did your wife say? You didn't finish. T B D.
2: Spoken like a true married man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so there's hope.
1: There is hope. Okay. I mean, I I at least uh, I I I want to. My goal is impart the knowledge I Jairus and Steph have given me, you know, through my coaching in the big way. I want to impart that to as many folks here. Mm. And this is this is a talk not just to share my journey. But also to appeal to all OGs out there, saying that we need to step up. We need to step up and and bring in new blood because we OGs can do better. And you know, as much as we like big way skydiving, there won't be big way skydiving if there isn't new blood. You know, so so we we are, this is this is not just a message for new people out there, but there's also a message for you know experienced folks to come back in and and share their wealth of knowledge with, mm. with new folks out there. Yeah, for the, for the people who aren't—I mean, a lot of the backroom stuff
2: that is going on in the head-up record and the head-down record right now is is searching for exactly that. What what ways can we find that to rekindle the interest from people who are super good flyers, the the Chad Rosses and the Brian Giles and the guys that are capable of doing this on a moment's notice, but have uh, have moved on to other things or lost interest. How can we get those back? So there is there's definitely the knowledge that with what you're saying that we need to, and, and there's an effort going on to, to work on that. Is that something in we, the chat? We, it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. It has been part of the chat for a long time. Um, there's been a few different zoom meetings and a bunch of emails and texts and things okay. like that. And um, yeah, you're correct that we need the new people as well. We need them to be excited, but we need to get back some of the talent that has departed our company. I we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Chris?
0: No, man. That's that's really good. I, I I'm really glad that that we're able to talk through this stuff. It's I think it's good um, to hear kind of some of that behind the scenes stuff, you know, and from from the perspective of someone starting at the beginning and going through and what it was like for them. I, I think that's really it's helpful. It's helpful for me. It's really interesting that hearing. Raj's story that makes me want to get involved more you know um especially when you talk about like just the the joys of like the camaraderie and the the everybody working together and the the laughter and the fun and and the tears and I'm sure frustration but all of it like everybody working towards that same goal that sounds that sounds yeah. the, yeah, the judgment mean, and the pressure, that doesn't sound super awesome. <laughs> but
1: I mean, you there's very little that Jairus doesn't catch. So, you know, like you you there was this camp, I think it was at Sebastian. So it was the first tryout at Sebastian for the 2022 attempts. So we had like ten we had good weather, so we had ten jumps. Nine jumps, we were just breaking off on our own. Like we didn't have a leader, we would just go in our own ways on break off. On the tenth jumps, he says there's a leader. So you just follow this guy and you, you follow him. My my brain's turned off, you know, it's the 10th jump of the camp. So I just forget that he told me to follow the leader and I go and create a safety violation. Not an egregious one, but could have been an egregious one. But basically there was some crossing on, on break off. And it was on the corner of the screen, right? I saw it and I was like, maybe he didn't see it. Cause he was like at the very corner of the screen, he's busy <laughs> critiquing everyone else. And then he just unloads on me (laughs) probably because he cares for me so much, but he just unloads on me. Like at the, at the, at the end of the, like it's the last briefing at Sebastian and he just unloads like full on on me. I'm like, Oh my shit, dude.
2: (laughs) I probably (laughs) needed a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was hangry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but he's doing the right thing. He's watching out for me. Right. He's like, do not do this. And this is why, (laughs) very, 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 very like it's it's an obscure corner of the screen and he caught it. He caught it, right? And that, so that tells you that he's, his experience, he's, he's watching like all parts of the screen. I'm only watching myself, right? I'm looking for myself. Okay, where am I? Did I do good? Did I do bad? If I did bad, I hope he doesn't see it kind of thing. But he catches all of that.
0: Yeah. But I mean, but that's what, that's what we want, right? I mean, we want and that's what your wife wants,
1: exactly. Yeah. Like
0: you, we want people leading us and organizing and planning these things that are gonna get onto us when we screw up and say, "Hey, no, yeah. don't." That's not okay. Do not do that again, because yeah. um, then that means we get to do it again, right? Exactly. Like we actually yeah. get to go again. Yeah.
2: It's an interesting point, though, that, that I like to bring up at a lot of our skills camps. Of, of guys, you are gonna make mistakes. That's what you are here for. We're here to try and catch those mistakes and point out the way you can do it better. But at the record, if you make a mistake, just go ahead and let the organizers figure it out. You don't need to run up to them and tell them that you made a mistake so they can start <laughs> looking for you, which is, is crazy. Like so many people do that to me. And I, in the past, I don't, I don't think it's going to work this way this time, but I've been the person that's been cutting people for, for a few different records now. And, and like, I don't know if I'm the person that you want to run up to and say, Oh God, I made a mistake. Like, just let us figure
1: it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rook has a funny way of saying it, right? Like I remember my first camp where with Rook and he's like, in your professional opinion, where exactly are you on the screen? And I'm like, I'm maybe 15 feet off that screen. <laughs> Cause I have no idea of the formation.
2: Rook's got a business to run though. He can't cut people. So I got yeah. Someone else has to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, this
2: is
0: this has been great. You, you, uh, anything else, Jay Russ? Anything on your mind?
2: No, I got I knocked out all my questions, and I, I'm happy that uh, some of Raj's experiences mimic some of my own.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's time, huh?
2: Yeah, it's you, going to spend more than an hour. We, I mean, it, that went by so fast.
0: Yeah. Well, you you've you've done it again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Chris and Jay Russ and Raj this week. Raj, thank you so much for for being thank with us. Thank you for having me.
1: Really it wasn't no waste, Raj. Thanks for. It. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
0: No, it's definitely not a waste. It's really cool. good. Um, if you're listening, we we're really thankful for everybody listening for our our audience, and we really hope that you guys are getting stuff out of this. That it's a, a a benefit and a blessing to you. That you're learning. Um, and like we've said in the past, please leave, leave us a comment, send us a Facebook message or Instagram message if you have topics or things that you want us to cover. Uh, you have suggestions for people that you think might be interesting to have on the show as a guest. Um, we we would love to hear from you guys or just, just comments. Um, just let us know that you're out there and enjoying it. It's good or that it's totally dumb and we need to shut up tell us that too. I'll be quiet. (laughs) No, um, get out there, get in an airplane, Jump out of an airplane. Have fun with your friends. Remember why we skydive. It's just so fun, man. So fun. So much joy. So have fun. Enjoy the sky. Crave. Do more. Be better. Raj, thank you so much. Jay Russ, thank you.
2: Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you.